may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Welcome to another exciting episode of Grill How Long Steak, Mister. Twenty out, I just dropped. Twenty out, you son of a bitch. Is that a bone in? No, actually, motherfucker. Whatever. It's a hanger. Anyway, uh, this is episode fifty-six of Grill How Long Steak, Mister. I am your uh, main host, uh, the best host. I'm gonna just go ahead and say right. the best host. Uh, my name is Bobby Stills. Across from me, Peanut Head, <laughs> aka uh, what's your name, sir? I'm about to bust you in the face. <laughs> Come on, give the people what they want. Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami in the house. D, uh, Derek be fucking up your name every time really? on uh, end user disagreements, which is the video game podcast. You Why does he be talking about me? I don't know. Uh, yeah. We do have a guest in studio, Seth McKenzie. Uh, he is a chef, a writer. He runs a blog uh, called Culinary Anarchy. Uh, we'll be talking to him in a few minutes. Uh, let's. Uh, Keith is our producer. He's in studio and. Uh, he likes us to bust through this real quick. So um, you be quick. I probably won't be that quick. How about you go first so you can be quick, more quick? Okay. Uh, work. Man, I don't know. They're haters. Uh, nah, it's good. Uh, the boss just got back, and everything seemed chill. We got another front of the house meeting coming up. I'm involved with it. I don't know what it's about. Um, you know, tightening up shit. Our owners are in there trying to figure out ways we can save money. Uh, the dishwasher, the dishwashing guys came in there today, and I mean, this is the funny thing. He's like, I don't understand why the dishwasher's being ran 850 times in a month when in the summertime we're at full capacity, like running crazy. It's really going at 700. So somebody's in there running the empty dish machine. Mm -hmm. So we got to tighten up the bolts and it's starting to get busier again. So how do you know how many? Oh, because it has a counter. It's got a counter. Guy comes in there and he was like, yo, when that, when the dishwasher guy leaves, how many count how many times you ran that thing. I'll make sure he's not jipping me on writing how many times I ran it in, like how many times I ran it. So we're just trying to, you know, figure out, get some kinks going. And that's uh, interesting. I still got a job. I mean, that's my update. I mean, that's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, me? Chilling. Um, work's going well. Uh, Pettigrew is going uh, out of town, so it's just chefing the, the youngsters this week. Uh, wasn't he just complaining about not having any money to go out of town? Didn't he, wasn't he just saying that? No, well, he, he bought these tickets a minute ago. And he's going to have some fun because he's going to New York and it's like six, eight inches of snow over there right now. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, it's cold as shit. No, so uh, so that's kind of cool. So we're excited for him because he gets a little break. He's been working really hard. Um, we had a general meeting at the restaurant. Uh, general all hands on deck? No, it's for the managers. But uh, uh, me and the other guy, uh, Eric, were prepping. So we were kind of there still, too. But they were talking about. You um, were ear hustling. Oh, burp. No, well, it's important because they're talking about the 20% auto gratuity. By the way, Johnny works at Art of the Table. Yeah, in, in Fremont. And um, so, yeah, we were talking. So we're moving into the new restaurant. And so my chef's getting hit with all these things that he didn't really know about, like, you know, PTO and like you know, all the little stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that? Explain to the people uh, so, who are in the industry uh, listening to this podcast what PTO is. I PTO don't think know. is a paid time off. And what that means is legally... Uh, in the state of Washington, you are required as an employer to give one hour of paid time off for every 40 hours worked. When did that get passed? Two years ago? I want to say three. Three years ago? Yeah. Right. A while ago. I remember it was a it was a small but big victory for the very, people in because the people, industry. When you, because when you leave your job, you it's a use it or lose it. So you either yep. take a vacation or you get paid out uh Cash. Cash money. Um, so that's really important. So he didn't know about those sorts of things. But the 20% auto gratuity thing is something that all stumped us. Um, technically, cooks are not allowed to be a part of that. Say what? Say that again? Yeah. So last year when that, when that law got passed, it's strictly for servers. The twenty percent autograph. Autogratu is for ser- is a service charge for servers. So if you're not, if- I thought that. Hold on, I thought that the twenty percent autograph was given to the owner of the business to disperse amongst his no, employees. No, that's illegal. So that's the thing that everyone is like, what the fuck? Because there's all these restaurants that are doing it anyway, you know, dispersing it evenly like they should. But I was actually just emailed the um, the the paperwork on the fucking. Um, law or whatever some bullshit yeah some bullshit so it's like i guess if you work in the kitchen you're still you're considered an employer 
because for some reason I don't know why. So I think that's why the reason why uh, Homie was signing a contract last time because yeah. then he can be included um, and that sort of thing. So it was weird. I mean, I still have to read the fine print a little bit more. All those words are big and confusing and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm not a lawyer. So, but it's it's interesting to hear because we were, you know, we were we were smashing last week. So. Um, we're going to really have to look into that because, you know, keep us updated, yeah. find out some more information. Maybe I'll look it up. Yeah, but other than that, everything's going well. And I'm excited to uh, be here today and interview our guests. Have you eaten any uh, anywhere new that Fuck you want to yeah. talk about? Huxley Wallace's new place, St. Cl- uh, St. Helens. In, I, ain't even, uh, I ain't even heard of the place. It just opened up. Um, it's on 45th. It's by the University Stadium. Area. I don't know. the light rail station? Uh, a little bit further up, closer to my house in Wedgwood. Um, I don't really know the cross streets, but look it up. It's really good. Uh, I went there for brunch. Their French onion soup is on point. You always be out on brunch. It's the only time I actually get to eat. Yeah, true that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so their French onion soup for brunch was on point. Uh, I mean, their egg. I mean, their breakfast was a little bit off for me, but the French onion soup was lit. All right. Anywhere else? No, that was about it. I've been busy. Well, I decided to take an adventure to, uh, I don't know, I guess last Friday night, I took an adventure with a couple friends. We were going to go down to the ID uh, and try to eat at Maneki, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been before. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the first restaurant that I've, I've ever called and tried to get reservations for, and they tell you to leave a message, they'll text you back. Yeah. And then you can have a full-on conversation with them through text message. Cool. It's not even like... They don't talk to you on the phone. It's just like, how many times? And, and it's like, tell us what day, what time you want to come in. And I was like, tonight? Anytime between these two times? I have four people. And they're like, nah, we can't get you until 930. So we decided to go down to Scout, uh, which is in the bottom of the Thompson Hotel at yep. First in Virginia. I had never been there. I'd been upstairs to Nest. I went to their soft opening, had some of their like free appetizers and stuff. It was delicious. And several but homies who worked there. I just know Quentin. I think I might know somebody else that works there. Uh, yeah, uh, old coworker of mine, Nicole. Uh Work there, works there as well. But I went with uh, Matt James, who hosts the podcast oh, nice, here sure. on Soundcasting Network, <laughs> uh, uh, How to Be a Better Drinker, and some other buddies. But we go there, sit down, order a nice bottle of wine, look at the menu. Nothing on that menu. I'm not trying to shit on the place. Nothing on that menu impressed me. Really? Not a single fucking thing on that menu impressed me. Nothing jumped out at me. I was like, prices? Okay. Not bad at all. Um, Do they have tasting menu? They do. So I'll get into that in a second. This was very weird. To, that was very weird to me. So we look at the menu and nothing. No, everybody's looking at the menu and we're like, what the fuck? Uh, okay. This is all pretty basic. They got your duck. They got your chicken. They got your scallops, Brussels sprouts, squash. So we're like, and, and we'd all just look at each other and go like, okay, we'll order something here out of respect to be nice. And then we're going to get up and we're going to go eat somewhere else. So we order a nice bottle of wine. We went with the scallops. We went with the duck breast. We went with the squash. I think that's all. And they sent us out some free oysters. Then Matt knew somebody there. Uh, everything tasted delicious. Duck breast was amazing. Everything was really, really good. But nothing, nothing that blew my mind. Nothing too adventurous. No, which is fine. Uh, I'm going to give it another try. Uh, what I did find out interesting there is when you walk into this restaurant, how long has this place been open? Do you know? I want to say like this year. Yeah, it's in the bottom of Thompson Hotel. It's beautiful. Decor is amazing. Um, But they have a full kitchen when you walk in the place, and it's a fully functioning kitchen. They have a butcher's block table that you can pull a stool up to and look into the kitchen. But the kitchen is immaculate, spotless, and nobody's back there working. So I ask our server, and I go, what? the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Well, I go, what's up with this kitchen up there? And they go, that's the chef's table. And I go, excuse me, what? And they go, that's the chef's table. You can privately book the chef to come out here and personally cook for you and do a tasting menu for you. And I go, well, how many courses is it? What does it cost? And they go, well, it's totally um, like made for you. It's personalized for you and your group. So they call you. They figure out how many people you have, how many courses you would like, what you enjoy eating, any dietary restrictions. Now, within sitting down at this at Scout, I was asked by three people walk in the door and they say to me, "Uh, anybody in your party have any dietary restrictions or allergies? No, no, we're all good. We sit down at the table, server comes up, order our food. Anybody have any dietary restrictions or allergies? No. 
the floor manager comes up, asks us the same thing. We go, what the fuck? So all four of us go ahead and make a joke and go, all right, we're going to start doing this when we go to a restaurant. You have dairy. I have nuts. Um, <laughs> you have shellfish. And you have, I think I had, what, eggplant? Nightshade. Nightshade. Some, some bullshit like that. And it was just weird. But anyway, we got up. We leave from there. We go across the street. We try to go to Radiator Whiskey. They were... Hour-long wait, so we went to El Bistro, ordered everything on the fucking menu, and good. it was amazing. So but eventually, you got food. Yes, and it was all delicious. Everything was good. Uh, we spent a lot of money. Well, I didn't spend a lot of money. They spent a lot of money. But uh, don't go out drinking with a guy who has a drinking podcast because he will order expensive wine. Because I saw those bills, and I was like, the first place I was like, ah, whatever. That the second place I was like, what the fuck is that, man? What kind of wine did you guys order? Uh, I can't pay for that. I work in a kitchen, sir. You work behind a bar, okay? Uh, and you look better than me. So that uh, was Scout was good. Uh, Quentin was not there. They let the chefs have off two weeks at the beginning of the new year to go do their stuff. When they come back, um, refresh. We should go there and say what's up to Quentin. We should. Okay, now let's get to the meat and bones of this production. How do we want to start this? Let's introduce. Seth McKenzie. All right. First of all, um, let's hear a little bit about your background. What do you do? Where are you from? How long have you been in the industry? Uh, pretty simple, actually. I grew up in the industry, been cooking since I was 12 years old, started out as a dishwasher for my parents' sports bar, and got the hell out of Southeast Virginia, <laughs> traveled all over the country as a cook, chef, whatever, actually started taking it seriously when I was 25. And, you know, it, pretty much the whole reason I started running the website originally was kind of to test out a cookbook that I was doing. And it kind of took life of its own from there. So as a result of running the website for as long as I have, it's definitely shifted my perspective and my approach towards food and cooking. So Now, the website that you're talking about is culinaryanarchy.com, and you have a, a cookbook by the same, of the, na- the same name, correct? Yes, I do. When did you write the, the cookbook? Uh, it was kind of an ongoing process, and then I finally sat down about a year and a half ago, uh, went and camped out on my friend's couch in Montana, and did nothing but uh, get stoned and work on the book pretty much <laughs> nonstop for about six weeks, and hammered it out, and got it put out. Uh, it's available on Amazon, and you can also buy retail at a place called Art Attack. It's a tattoo shop out in Portsmouth, Virginia that Buddy Mine runs. So that's cool. Um, but you, so the book came out about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, but you've been running the website for about what four years? Yeah, a little over four, four and a half years. And why the name uh, Culinary Anarchy? Honestly, it was a uh, kind of a drunken war cry against Cisco one night because I was just. <laughs> I saw up. you mentioned Cisco. I, I, I was just absolutely fed up with this factory made bullshit and <laughs> and watching this this huge company destroy you know what good food is. I mean, I'm sorry, but good stock doesn't come out of a fucking plastic jar. It comes from slow roasted bones and. <laughs> You know, they're just, in my opinion, having dealt with them for as long as I have, they're not good for small independent businesses. The food that they make, the food that they sell is shit that's made in a factory. It's not made with love. And... I'm not saying that, that all processed free portion meat for you. Whoop, whoop. Well, and I'm not saying that all processed food is bad. I mean, yeah, I make my own pasta, but it's not like I grow my own wheat living in Queen Anne and mill it down <laughs> myself. So, what? But it's it's still a matter of you know finding the best you can and doing what you can with that. And like I said, after dealing with Cisco for as long as I had, it. It was just a a frustration that came about, and instead of bitching about the problem, I wanted to take an active role in the solution and try to educate and inspire people to really, you know, go to farmers markets to question what they're eating. I mean, most of my I, my readers are not chefs. My readers are guys that know more about the Harley Davidsons that they ride than they do the food that they eat. And I'm trying to simplify things and change their attitudes. And if you look at any of the recipes that I post, they're all blank slate recipes. I encourage my readers to take what I do and use it as a foundation and create for themselves. I did notice that with your videos. You took take very basic things and tell people, you know, let people be able to expand on, um, you know, what you're doing. Exactly. So. 
Okay, so uh, basically what happened is, is I am a part of a Facebook group called uh, Line Cooks, Chefs, Old and New. Uh, I just got I just got accepted. It's a closed group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see very many black uh, chefs out there, so maybe. There's not very many black <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I miss you guys. I'm, Show I'm up. Not, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, I'm in a room full of white people right now. <laughs> I'm Scottish. I'm not white, man. I'm Scottish. So um, Johnny had just got added to the group, but I've been a uh, part of it for a while, and it, it's got people from all over the world um, who... A lot of chefs, some tearing each other apart, some boosting up other people, some a lot of line cooks asking for advice and help with uh, a lot of things back and out, a lot of things we discuss on the podcast. So some there I got a notification from the podcast from the the Facebook page there that our producer uh, Keith Boogie Keith the Keith Boogie had called somebody on this website a whiny fuck boy bang bang shots fired <laughs> man down so I was like what the fuck is going on like who the fuck is he talking shit to so I go on through the page and I find out it's this gentleman. Seth McKenzie, <laughs> and the one and only. I'm trying to figure out what is going on. So the man runs a um, blog, um, I don't know, website, um, and he has a letter up there. So I will allow Seth to go ahead and read this letter before I interject and you know, take my thoughts on. All right. Um, yeah. The title of the article is "I warned him not to fuck with me." So they <laughs> <laughs> warned him. How many warnings did you give them? Uh, I gave them actually over a week. To you know, settle this. I didn't want to get it going back and forth, but you know, like I said, after a week and understanding that they at that point had pretty much told me to fuck off at that point. I just want to preface this by saying that, you know, first off, this is not the first time a situation like this has happened to me. Second off, in the past four and a half years that I've run this website, this is the first and only time that I've called out a business or a person by name. And I don't take this lightly, but this is one small example of a general attitude in the industry. So, All right, Seth, let's get to the letter. All right. I don't feel bad at all. If any of my future employees see this, let this serve as a warning. Do not fuck with me. I've been in this game most of my life. I've got more dirty tricks than an Ohio truck shop, and at the same time, I do believe in karma, though I'll admit that I lack the patience to wait for it. Honestly, I've tried to take the high roads in regards to how I run this site and not use this as a platform to attack people or businesses, even when they try to fuck with me. I've always tried to keep things solution-based and not get petty, but when people decide that they're going to steal my work and tell me to go fuck myself, well, here's the situation. A few months ago, I was the chef at a place called the Whiskey West. Shots fired. Yes. <laughs> And long story short, we had a nasty falling out, and I resigned. This should have been the, been the uh, end of it, but since you're reading this, you know that's not the case. I waited till I got my last check to change things on their Facebook page, but when the owner and her son decided to get petty and short me, I struck back and kicked them and everyone else off the page. Mm. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, sounds, like a, sounds like a dick move, but the thing is, I'm an asshole, not a fucking asshole. I didn't do anything with the page. I never posted anything or answered emails or any of the million things I could have done to fuck with them, and I told him point blank, pay me what you owe me and apologize and we can end this. Real simple, right? Honestly, it got annoying as hell getting constant notifications about a place I no longer worked at, but I'm stubborn as fuck and I stood my ground for a few weeks. I got my money and waited and waited and waited for a simple, I'm sorry for disrespecting you, but it became clear that they didn't give a shit and if they did apologize, it would be bullshit anyways. Being the holidays, I tried not to be an asshole for a change and gave them the page back. Fuck me, this is what happens when I take pity on the stupid. Okay, I'm a bit petty. It's not like we haven't all looked at our ex's pages. Admit it, fuckers. <laughs> when I did, I found out these vermin were using my photos that I had taken of food that I had made. Knowing how stupid these people were, I texted the manager, politely asking them to take down my photos. I explained that the photos were my intellectual property, and I was revoking my permission to use them. Please keep in mind that I was pissed, but I was also trying to take a diplomatic approach to the situation. When this failed, I tried to comment on the post and got blocked. I texted the owners and was more or less told to fuck off and that the photos belonged to them. What's odd is, when I did play music, when I performed at a place, I got paid to perform, and if I, using my own gear, recorded the show, I was the one who had the rights to the work, not the venue. 
I've been in this situation before, most chefs have. We've all worked at places and had items we created taken for us by owners who make a profit off our work long after we leave. The general consensus is that if you're working there, then it somehow magically becomes their property for them to do with as they wish. They know that most of us can't afford to take them to court and that we're more or less helpless. Well, fuck that very much. I'm not trying to start a war, but this shit has gotten out of hand. The owners need to stop treating us like second-class citizens and just show some basic respect for what we do and maybe even an ounce or two of appreciation from time to time. This attitude, his superiority has got to fucking go. We work our asses off for you and are grateful to have kitchens to cook in and people to cook for, but don't ever think for a second that, some, that because your name is on the lease that you are somehow better than us. Please understanding that I'm speaking only to the shady motherfuckers who pull shit like this. Not the people who are fair and treat their employees with respect. The sad thing is that they are few and far between. Meanwhile, the assholes get away with way too much and no one's willing to speak up for the crews. Granted, I'm not a lawyer, and I know that this might end up in court, that I might end up in court for writing this, and I know that the owners could really fuck things up for me. I know they've got the cash, and so do they. The problem is that I'm Scottish, and I don't back down from situations like this. In a weird way, I'm flattered that they still want to use my food, but the bottom line is it's false advertising since they can't replicate the food. Hell, I was so high that I can't. I never taught my recipes to anybody, and what little I wrote on the post-it notes on the fridge were basic guidelines for me. I can't stop them from running the menu, the items on the menu, that's fine. The thing is that I wasn't paid to take the photos, I was paid to cook, and if they would simply take the fucking photos down, I would drop the whole thing. This has turned into a matter of principle for me. Again, I'm not a lawyer, so, I'm, so for all I know, they're within their rights. At the same time, just because something is legal does not make it ethically right. There may not be much of anything I can do, but I'm not going to take this down sitting like a bitch. This isn't just for me, this is for every chef that's gotten screwed over and didn't have a voice. By all means, contact them and tell them what you think of this express of this situation express yourself it feels good this motherfucker posted a he posted a link to their facebook page <laughs> <laughs> again i warned him not to fuck with it me said, contact them directly right i mean and a lot of my followers did god bless every single one of them wow yeah I, I spoke i spoke to the bar manager and he was Mike like, Kelly today. And I was like, I don't really, I don't know him. I don't know Mike Kelly personally. He's a great guy. Uh, he's a great guy. I know, I know Mike's, I know Mike's sweet. Um, I don't no know. Comment. <laughs> Mikey's Mikey. He's, yes. He's a special, yes. he's a special human. Yes, he is. Um, but I spoke to Mike Kelly today and I asked a lot of questions. I asked, you know, for his side and there's two sides, every story. Uh, and he said that, uh, yes, numerous people have contacted, uh, and wrote reviews, many are reviews of the place. Wow. Uh, and he's like, I know that these motherfuckers are from him because, uh, you're in Yellowstone park and you are writing a review <laughs> on whiskey west so i had clicked the link and went and looked at this page and i'm reading it i had no idea this gentleman sitting next to me lived in seattle was from seattle or anything like that i thought keith was arguing with somebody and fuck for all i know china you know but he said whiskey west and i went this can't yeah, be the same was, yeah. whiskey west <laughs> so i clicked on it show motherfucking nuff uh so i had went back there's a huge thread maybe we'll post the thread to our, our facebook page it's a closed group so you won't you, be able to see unless you're part of the group that's right and you ain't part of the group fam <laughs> you out we're in um so there were many people there were people that were for and against his point of view so i wanted to invite him here to discuss discussed discuss exactly where he's coming from and and what exactly is is the restaurant's property and what you know is property of ours as cooks um johnny first thoughts nothing you have no thoughts no i'm saying nothing is ours unfortunately <laughs> no that, that that i mean that's what i believe is true um it's it's a tough situation because I've you know I've written menus I've you know creative recipes I guess um, and I created dishes at restaurants but uh, unless it's copywritten <laughs> you know it's it's like I I and I under I totally understand the ethical point where it's just like why would you do that I've had a chef who um, asked me to make a bunch of biscuits and you know how much I love making my biscuits you enjoy making biscuits. yeah and so I made him a bunch um, it was for an event and I went on vacation and noticed that uh, the biscuits that were made for brunch on my vacation looked very similar to the ones that I make but 
they shouldn't have been using them because we should have been making fresh. Uh, I text my sous chef and I'm like, hey, are those my biscuits that he posted on Facebook and said he made? And uh, my buddy was like, yes, those definitely are. Um, I was, you know, livid. I was like ready to go home on my vacation. Did you smack fire? I was ready to smack the shit out of this dude. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it. It was shitty because I got him another way and I used my biscuits for brunch and told him if he wanted to use the biscuits for the event that he had to make them now. Right. Um, he ended up making them. They were shit. And he took them to the event and that was on him then. So, you know, I mean, it sucks, but it's like, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't have enough balls like you to just go like fucking ham on that, on that you know? I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you said you had a nasty falling out with them. All right. So give us a little context. You know, how long were you there? What what exactly happened, you know, and you know, when 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 did the problem exactly start? Um, you know, I'm trying to be as I guess polite and diplomatic, you know. To be honest with you, I I actually even posted on Facebook right before I came here that I was kind of expecting a few of my fellow co-workers to be here for this thing. Oh, they wanted to come. Oh, I I, uh, I, 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 I kind of wanted to get a video. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and, I, I'm, not, I'm not like that. We're not like that here. They said they wanted to come. I said we're, we're, we're I'm not like that. We're not like that. I wanted you to come speak your piece. Um, I'm I'm not on anybody's side. Yeah, and and again, I mean, this is one example. I'm not trying to attack a small business. I am. I, I really want to keep. Things focused on the principle of the matter. As far as the the parting of ways that we had, what ended up coming down to it is I was attempting to run both locations, which I got a little bit in over my head, as well at the same time I got deathly ill and my phone was blowing up. I was jacked up on cold medicine and I finally snapped at the guy that was <laughs> essentially my sous chef and said some things that I do regret. I've tried to make amends to the guy since then, but at that point I realized that I was a liability to the place that I wasn't able to keep my shit together and you know, that the best thing for me to do was to vacate the place. And so I tried to part ways, but at the same time, like I said, you know, I've been in the industry long enough. I know how shady owners can be, and that's why I kept the thing with the Facebook page in my back pocket just in case some shit Mm -hmm. went down with my pay. Because, again, you know, I mean, think about how much money we make. They know that we can't afford shit like copyrights and trademarks and things like that. Exactly. And... You know, it just it puts us in a situation where they know that and they know that they can get away with murder. And it's not just these people. That's why I'm not trying to use names or anything like that. And it kind of seemed like they were trying to be like, how far is he going to take it? No, no, no. I mean, no, no. They they pretty much they pretty much said the same exact thing that he's saying. Uh, They they said that, you know, he was uh, overworked, underpaid. They gave him, you know, they put him in They put you in charge of both whiskey and Belltown. And Whiskey West. Yeah. And um, he had got sick and he was away. And basically what had happened was is that somebody had called and asked him about something, a, a special menu item oh, for I a had party. Like 15 text messages. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and and he snapped. He yeah. snapped on it, which people happen to do. I've snapped. You snap. I fucking snap on anybody. <laughs> so, so they decided so they decided to part ways. Right. That's that. Now, the problem with the pay is <clears throat> were, were you like were, were you what you were saying was that, you know, they shorted you the money. Right. Yeah. Which every fucking time that happens in this industry, it's happened to me. It's happened to him. It's happened to him. And it's mm-hmm. definitely happened to you because you wrote it. Uh, we automatically think they're doing it on purpose to fuck us over. Well, for me, it when was. you fucking lose hours of your overtime, when you fucking get a fucking raise, you know, it's not on there. So I understand you being upset about that. Yeah. Um, they're there on their behalf. They said that they did not. Um, it wasn't on purpose. They weren't trying to withhold money from you. Um, it was that you, they, the difference of pay with you taking over the second restaurant had not kicked in. So they had an issue with that. I mean, that, that was the issue. Um, and, and, and they tried to correct it. How long did it take from your when you quit, when you got your last paycheck, to when you got this all corrected? And this entire time you had had their Facebook page um, locked. Locked. Yes. On lockdown. <laughs> um, Nothing's on Facebook. Okay, first me. off, to, to, to clarify one of those situations, is I was supposed to be getting a raise like two periods 
prior to this whole situation going down that I was still at my original rate. So they had plenty of time to correct this shit. They just never got around to it, whatever. Um, and so I, I because I kind of knew that this type of situation was going to get brought up, the, I looked at it and I got paid November 20th. Now, when I went in, turned in my keys and thought everything was cool. I left on good terms from Belltown with one of the particular owners. I went to get my other check from West and got into what could best be described as a very, very mild confrontation with somebody that, not gonna name names, but you know, anyways, I realized, hey, my check is off again. Okay, I just had this conversation with the owner. I'm gonna go in, everything's gonna be cool. It's a simple mistake. I walked in there and she sees me and the woman shoes me away. Literally, I swear on my motherfucking life, this woman shoes me away and says, no, no, I'm on personal time and shooed me like a fucking dog. And so that, that right there is That's what, what set you up. That is why I went straight the fuck home and kicked the rest of the motherfuckers off their Facebook <laughs> yeah. page because I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can feel At that. a certain fucking point, I'm not going to be no, the one it, taking that level of disrespect. You're a human I, being, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and again, it just, not just this situation, but so many other situations that I've been in. Again, I've been doing this since I was, you know, 12 so, years old. And so, you're th so you're saying Whiskey West is getting the brunt of all the years of shit from odors. Unfortunately, you know, and, okay, let me... <laughs> they broke no, the camel's back. No, 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 I mean, no, no, because let me tell you, I will say this, 95% of the staff there are absolutely amazing people, and even some of the people that I didn't get along with personally, I do respect tremendously as, as professionals. Um, you know, I'm not out to get anybody. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I am out to do is raise questions on the ownership of, you know, photos, recipes, things like that, and and how to kind of create more of a level ground to where it's fair for everybody. You know, I don't have the answers. I'm not a lawyer. Like I said in the article, what they did or what the situation was may have been legally right, but I don't feel like it was ethically right for them to take photos that I did. I can't stop them from running okay. the menu items. All right, let's let's get we'll get into the photos. Okay. The photos in question. No worries. Are three photos. Um and you uploaded those photos to to the, the website, yes. to Facebook. And I also watermarked them. I mean, I edited them. That's how they got the Whiskey West logo on them is because I put them on there. But the, you watermarked them with Whiskey West. Yeah. Not yours. Yes. <laughs> because, at that, because at that point, they had permission to use them, but I had also watermarked them with Culinary Anarchy and posted them on Instagram, and I can yeah. pull that up right now if you'd yeah. like. No, 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 so. no, 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 I'm fine with that. Um, so you uploaded them. And all the mess got cleared up with the money. Mm -hmm. You gave them back the website. How long did you actually have the website for? I think it was just over a month. And, and like you said, they, they never said that, you know, they never said you did anything wrong to their website. And I wouldn't do anything cutter like that. That's, yeah, yeah. that's not my style. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I wish I had an owner by his <laughs> yeah. boss. Like, I could fuck your whole world up right like, now, son. Have you ever seen the reverse scrum before? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I mean. Batwing, bitch. Nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's nice. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I I'm a better person than that, man. And that's why, like I said, you know, it's not a mudslinging thing. Okay. Now, so you give them back their website, which is <laughs> gangster, but shady. Thank you. Uh, I take it as a compliment. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, the fucked up part about it is, man, they gave you your money. You know what I'm saying? They tr entrusted you with their but this website. Whole, yeah, but this whole situation could have been wait, cleared up wait. real easily if they just would have taken the photos down. So here is. Wait, no. We're, are, are we talking about the websites that I built for uh, them or the page? Oh, uh, no. There's we're, a, there's we're, a, we're talking about the Facebook page. He, okay. uh, he also, people don't, he did work on their websites. He helped build their. Uh, I built both of them from nothing. Exactly. Um, yeah, so he did that. But the, the pictures weren't on those websites, were they? I think that there might have been one or two pictures that I had taken up on the fucking websites. I, honestly, I never got around to looking and haven't been. Again, I never looked at any of this shit on their Facebook yeah. page. I never went through any of the documents or any of that stuff. You know, I wasn't trying to be malice. I was yeah. trying to make a point. So what had happened is you gave that all back to them. And then, I don't know, what, a week or two later? A week later. Two you saw later. an advertisement up for 
I checked their page. Like I said, I'm you know, and ain't like anybody in here ain't checked their ex girlfriend's page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw your photos were posted. And when you are an administrator on the page, why did you not take those post photos down? Because I never looked through any of the shit on the admin page. But you, oh, but you uploaded the pictures there yourself. I upload a lot of shit. I, you, you know, smoke too much fucking weed. I do. <laughs> I do. And again, you know, this is not this is not something where. Yeah. I'm not a malice person, so I'm not really trying to think in shady patterns like that. And sometimes I get blindsided by stupid shit like this, where it's like, I should have been a little bit more jaded. I should have been a little less trusting. I should have, you know, not given these people the benefit of the doubt and really covered my ass. But, you know, I don't have the foresight to that because even after two decades in the industry, I still want to believe that people are inherently good. I genuinely want to believe that. I mean, I believe people in the industry are good. Uh, I believe there's a lot of fucking assholes out there. Yes, there are. Um, but so basically, which I don't know if this is true or not, what they told me is that they did not try to publish your photos with malintent. They had made a face, face they paid Facebook to create an ad for them. Now, Facebook randomly selects things to make mm-hmm. an ad for them. <laughs> Your photos were still on their on their Facebook page. They did not choose those those three photos. They Facebook randomly chose those photos. This is the first I'm hearing of that. Exactly, and and I and that's I talked to Mike Kelly today, and I and I said I said I don't know if he knows this. So I had no he idea. had said you know he had gotten you, know, you texted him with threats and you threatened. I, I I'm not saying I don't no, know no, if anybody's right or wrong. I don't no. know. I'm not on anybody's side. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just saying what he says to me. Okay, and he basically says. That, you know, you were very upset about using your photos when they were published on Facebook page. Facebook made the advertisement for it. They paid for that advertisement. What they were, they had no control over that Facebook advertisement. They paid for it. Facebook ran it until it runs its course. That's when the photos can be taking that taken down. Okay. Now, um, is that why they were up for a month? That's exactly why they're up for a month. Cool. Um, now, since then, when did you post this about the win? I posted the the original article came out, I believe, last Sunday night, so just over a week ago. And then I reposted it, I believe, Saturday to the thread that you found it yeah. on. And again, the reason I did it is not to necessarily point the finger. I'm not going to re-edit the original article, but... It's the principle of having to stand up for the rights of chefs all over and letting the people know that there's somebody that is going to stick up for them, that there's somebody that's, you know, if I burn a few bridges in the industry and piss a few people off, so be it, man. But, you know, the policies in place right now are fucked and we all know it and they need to change. We need a chef's union. I agree. I'm with we that. Need some I was talking to Rick about that the other day. <laughs> we need something. We we yeah. need some way to to be able to make sure that shit like this doesn't happen. Yeah, but so I spoke with somebody. I spoke with somebody uh, who deals, who owns a company that deals with intellectual property. Um, I spoke in, in a pr- pretty good amount of time about this. And um, as far as this situation, he still doesn't know. Um, unless you signed a contract with them saying th- saying that 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 those pictures are yours, um, and, and people were arguing with you on the thread this entire mm. time about it. Um, you you know that they own the pictures. I mean, they they can do whatever they want with those pictures, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. It's just like writing a menu for them. Uh, we all know that people go and create menus for restaurants, right? They can't take that menu with them and say it's theirs. They, it, the restaurant owns it, just like the pictures. There's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, I, I see what you did. You know, you did. You hijacked their <laughs> Facebook page, which is, I mean, that was the, the the Facebook page hijacking was before. It wasn't until after I gave them back. The see, <laughs> but I mean, it's again this this situation is all too common, and this is just I, I think people thought that it was just the photos that I was upset about. It was the general attitude. It was being shooed away by the owner and this attitude that, you know, just like I said in the article, you know, I'm grateful to have a job. I love being a chef. I like putting in my 60 hours a week on a line with a knife in my hand. But 
at the same time, I want to be treated with a little bit of respect because let's face it, even with the amount of experience that I have, I could walk out the door right now and make more money as a bud tender than I do as a chef at most places yeah, right now yeah. and work half as hard. I do this by choice. And then I go home and I spend another 20, 30 hours a week working on culinary anarchy, trying to inspire others to change their attitude. So this is something that I take seriously. But I'm not going to get shit on as a human being because this is my chosen career path. And I, I know, but see the fucking problem with that right in that comment right there, right? I mean, the problem is, is like the problem is the owners, right? We all know how shitty owners can be. Um, the owners of that that particular business, I have known. I'm going to say over a hundred people that have worked for them, mm. and some people love them, some people hate them, some people sing their praise every day, other people curse. Curse their name. Same thing can be uh, said about me. It, you know what I'm saying? So, but the problem is, is with you, with you having people write bad reviews and having and fucking hijacking their website and stuff like that. You're fucking over other other people in the industry that are cooks there. I mean, yeah. you said you like you enjoy you you like the people that work there, but you're taking money away from them. You're taking business away from them by a potentially by getting people that your fans from culinary anarchy from who live in fucking Virginia, Montana, fucking New Orleans, wherever the fuck to call and write a bad review. You know what I'm saying? You worked there. You were proud of the work you did there. And some of the food that you created there is still on that menu. And you should be proud of that. You should be proud of those pictures. There's nothing you can really do about those pictures being there. I understand you being upset. But at the same time, it's like we're in this together, man. You're, 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 you're fucking over your own. You know what I'm saying? It's... It, it, Fuck the owners. Fuck the fuck the front of the house, man. The people in the kitchen. That that those are our brothers. You know what I'm saying? And we all get fucked over. You know, people get shit stolen from them all the time. You know, it's not just it's not just pictures, man. You know, it's 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 recipes. It's your hours. It's your insurance. It's vacation time. It's overtime. It's all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, what can we do about it? And that's the question that I'm trying to ask. And at this point, you know, at the point that I was at, I mean, trust me, like I said, in four and a half years, in the time that I've run Culinary Anarchy, I have done everything from work as a barista in Hawaii to run a lodge up in Alaska. I could tell you stories out the ass and things that would make for great articles in Culinary Anarchy, but everything that I've ever written that has been of a personal subject matter, I have always changed the names, locations, yeah. kept things very vague, and focused on the principle. Having to publish this and having to name names like this, like I said, you know, it was not something that I did on the spare of the moment. I sat there and I thought about the consequences and I thought about all the different factors like that, but it was the only other option. I was backed into a corner and these people were sitting there telling me that I'm powerless and that I can't do shit about this and that there's nothing I can do. And it's like, it was, yeah. it was spite. I hit back. I hit back. I mean, here, okay, you know, it's a it's it's a catch twenty two in the industry. An owner can fire us for any reason they want to because that. they get a hair up their ass at any given time, completely drop our income to nothing because they've got a hair up their ass. But if we don't give a two weeks notice and train our replacement, then we're fucking horrible people. You know what I'm saying? And it's that it's that double standard that exists within the industry that Yeah. Okay, I'm playing devil's advocate here. But on the same hand, you quit Whiskey West the yes. first day the owners went on vacation to Mexico. I was sick as a dog. Yeah. I was puking up. I mean, it was dude. So we, I, we, I, I, we can do it too. I mean, you know, I, I fucking didn't have. We didn't have a dishwasher show up on a fucking Saturday night. You know, yeah. we've had we've had people come in and totally fuck us over. We do it to ourselves. Yes. So I mean, they oh, they uh, do the same thing. They do the same thing. It's it's everybody does it. Yes, you know, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out a way that we can make people understand that that like, you know, how how this affects everybody in the industry. The the other thing that I do want to point out is the fact that I was not trying to encourage my readers to post negative reviews necessarily. I was trying to encourage them to write the owners and put pressure on them that way. I was not trying to make this a public debatical yeah. in that sense. But and I if they wanted that, that so, is what he said. So yeah. and then pe but but people always take it too far, especially if they're not in the industry. Internet trolls. You yeah. called oh, out oh, you, oh, call, you called you called Keith a troll. 
He well, he is a troll. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I was like, what, what? the fuck, dude? No. So, he was. First I, of all, I ain't trolling shit. You post something and you open yourself up to opinion, and I got a strong opinion about it. I for, understand for for a, a couple of reasons. Like the first thing is, man, is like part of what irritates me about the whole situation is that we know walking into these kitchens what our responsibilities are to take care of ourselves. You say we don't have a choice and there's a double standard, but the truth is, we sit here, we slag off the owners for being scumbags because they can fire us in an instant. We can walk out if we want, and they can have their opinion about it, but we can still walk. Very true. The second part of it is, is like there's a there's a standard thing that goes on with it with, with any kind of contract work we know that when we're on the clock whatever work product we produce is the owner's shit and now if we want to change that we got a responsibility yeah. to take that shit up out front right this isn't some shit we can cry about later but if you don't want to take the pictures you want to say hey listen you know i want to I want, these pictures are under my control you're borrowing them you got to state that shit up front because and here's the thing even if you disagree with it and you think that's a fucked up way to do things and fucked up that is the way it is and we know that and knowing that we can address it and so when we don't it pisses me off because it's unprofessional for us to not at least know how to take care of ourselves in that position you know I absolutely respect your your opinion on that and yeah, I'm really I, I'm not in a position to necessarily disagree with your opinion in those matters because you know, just like you said, this affects us all in the industry, yeah. and I'm not the one that's saying that I've got the answers yeah. to this situation. What I am trying to do is you know, to bring about awareness, I guess, to the situation, and say what can we do about this? You know, and if that's this my point, man, the thing but, that we can do about it is addressing this shit up front. Like we, we, as cooks, right now, we have an opportunity in this industry in Seattle to change things. Because I know that right now, if I'm not feeling like I'm making enough money at the place I'm at, I can walk the fuck out of there and I'll be on another line in two days making more than I'm making. Right. Mass. Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, that's a yes and, but, and, and a no. But, like, <laughs> nah, but you're telling me that given the trouble that restaurants are having staffing up, that if some halfway competent motherfucker walks in and says, hey, listen, man, I walked out because my owner was a dick or I was going to get paid. Something happened, but I just couldn't take it anymore. I need a job. I can show up. I can work these hours and I'll do it for a reasonable rate. You well, another well, yeah. you can walk out of here and get another job. At well, this fucking moment, we have our foot on owners' throats, though. It's because they are in need. They are desperate for workers right now. Yeah, and but they so can't pay them. Well, yeah, uh, but that's the thing. <laughs> the, if they can't pay us, you know what we got to do? We got to say, all right, man, well, you know what? As much as I'd love to do this, I can't continue to do this if you're not going to pay me what I think is worth. And you walk the fuck away. That's how you get power over these situations. Is We can do that right now. Because you know what, man? We've been trying to get another dude up in the kitchen for the last two months. Because our, our, our friend, the other friend that broke his leg at 7 Jesus in the morning. Um, <laughs> you know, sliding down Always something, stairs. right? Uh, we still haven't been able to replace him, man. They, they, they were going to give this girl who's basically a home cook, a home baker, a spot because she showed up. How much is that about to pay? That's about to pay her like 15. Cool. Jesus. Just to show the fuck Just up. Just to show up. You like hear that, people? Like, uh, my, my $15 answer, right now, no experience. My answer to the question Can't is what we can do about this is that we can take responsibility for it before we go in there and make sure this shit is clear to them. Right, exactly. And that 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 that's you know, that's that's what I want that's why I wanted to have you in here. I wanted yeah. to just And sometimes know. that doesn't always work out, you know, the way you want it to, though. And you know, I have to say, like sometimes there's been instances where I have been like, Hold up, this isn't how I want this to be and then it just becomes a spitting match and then you either lose lose your job or it's just fucking brittle city you know <laughs> like you're stepping on eggshells i'm not saying it's always gonna work out i'm saying though that like if we're actually gonna change the way this industry works if we're actually gonna make an effect on the way these owners view us it starts with us going in there with the right attitude and the right no state. totally a closed you mouth does what? not get fed but th but that has to happen beforehand because if we don't fucking make this shit clear before we go in then we're just fucking ourselves no you're you're absolutely right man and you know i honestly i wish that i had this conversation with you three months ago now at the same time you know I previous to me working at this place I'm not going to name names but there was another place that I was dodging at they offered me the job they handed me a non-disclosure agreement and the way that it read was essentially me signing over my rights to that place anything and as soon as I read the way that it was ahead, written, call, was, call them out man call them no, out no no because again <laughs> we're not trying to we're, I, we're not trying to have that shit but the point <laughs> is I read the non-disclosure agreements the way that it was written is I would have been signing over my rights and I said no that's not 
not acceptable to me. And so having a situation like that, like you said, you know, addressing these issues up front before employment is granted and letting yeah. things, and, and ad- just like you said, addressing this shit up front, whether it's in the employee handbook or whatever it is, negotiation of the contract, you know, instead of waiting until a situation like this happens and, you know, people start slinging mud. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't think that the way that, I don't think that either side of this, and I'm not trying to portray myself as, as an angel in this situation. I'm definitely. No, but you're trying to justify your actions. Well, he did it it already. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I mean, he did it. He he handled it. And the fucking thing about it, what's crazy about it is he did it before either the pictures even came out. That was just like, to him, that was insult to injury. He's like, you already fucked me over with money. Right. I don't like the way that I don't like the way that shit went down. And then after, you know, he took the Facebook page and then once he gave it back, then the fucking pictures come out. He's like, that's bullshit. You motherfuckers. How dare you? It's like, so he's like, you know, he's he feels like he's backed in a corner and he fired off, (laughs) fired, you know, some fucking fucking. And hand again, on the fucking I mean, pistol, I'm not, blindfolded. I'm not. Ex- I'm, I'm not trying to portray myself as innocent or an angel or anything like that here. Like you said, I was backed into a corner and I retaliated. I, I just like the title of the article says, I warned him not to fuck yeah. with me. Do I want to be put in these situations? No. Do I like having to do this shit? No. I again, four and a half years of running this site, this is the first situation that has ever put me in a situation where I had no other choice. Yeah. Because what the fuck else was I going to do? I can't afford a lawyer i can't afford to take time off to get a court they hand me my ass in this yeah well and uh, like i'm on both sides i'm like you know i'm in the middle this could go either way because i've had it happen to me but at the same time i was like they when you fuck with a blogger that's what you kind of get <laughs> like you know what i mean though you know well, what I mean? and, and, and the funny thing is too donna read my there's another article that i wrote uh to the abc board i actually wrote an open letter to the abc board because i had a kid that was working for me as a dishwasher i was trying to learn how to cook he was 18 years old, hardworking fucking kid, but the ABC board made us fire him because he was under 21, and I went the fuck off on the ABC board. Donna, meanwhile, sings my praise for going off on the fucking ABC board, so what the fuck are they going to expect well, when 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 you piss me off? Well, FYI, they, uh, Donna and uh, Big Liam, shout out to Liam out there, they both still like your uh, culinary anarchy and I And I... And, <laughs> I was, like, looking again, at today, and I was like, these friends like his, and, like, culinary anarchy, and I was like... Again, man, I mean, I'm not trying to, to talk shit about them. I'm not, you know... And and I know, know, out out of respect for them, I will go back and edit the post. I've made my point. I'm not trying to fucking rub salt in the wound. And especially after Keith's comments about, you know, learning to address this situation up front. You know, I came in here with an open mind, hoping to learn from you guys. and, And that one bit of information, you know. I don't know how you feel about me, but I, I definitely have a newfound respect for you now that we've gotten past the fuckboy stage, man. I give you at least props <laughs> for being willing to show up, even if you didn't know it was me. Yo, he <laughs> was, no, I, I, I kind of figured you were going to be here because I noticed that that's where you worked at. And, but, you know, what? Oh, uh, see, he felt so, he, oh, he yeah, yeah, to see this in research. I was, yeah. I was waiting on, on the staff from the bar nah, to be here, well, too. Ambush my ass in the bar. Nah, I have, whatever. A, quick, I have I a quick I, question. Uh, do you have culinary friends in the field that you can talk to about these sorts of situations before you start writing things like this? Oh, yes. And I and I went through with several people that I know that, you know. They gave bad t- advice. They were, uh, like, no, they, were like, no. they were like, fuck them. They were no. like, fuck them, man. Take no, them down, I, dude. Yeah, they were. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I've got one friend of mine that's a chef that's a very successful business owner. She's been a good friend of mine for a while. And she told me, she said, you know, fuck that. Don't tolerate this disrespect. <laughs> you got to stand up for yourself. If nobody else is willing to stand up for you, you got to fucking stand up for yourself. I talked to the guy that I refer to as my chef, who I've been cooking with this guy since I was 17 years old, still like an older brother than me, and said the same thing. I talked to a guy that I brought up in fucking Yellowstone six years ago. He said the exact same thing. So it's not like I make you know, spare the moment decisions yeah. and just slur shit out. No, when it was, I, when it was I, thought out. When I write my, an article, it, it takes me an average of two to three days to, you know, hammer out the ideas. I, I believe it or not, it may not look like it, but I kind of do take what I'm doing with this thing seriously. And <laughs> no, it looks and serious. I, it's, it's a wonderful website. I really, I really, I enjoy your writing. I like it. I think it's, you know, well thought out. And 
I think some of the subject matter on there is great. Oh, and, and, and it's not for everybody, and I didn't design it for mass appeal, you know? But, but for those that... Usually turbo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, like, you can tell the way you take what you do seriously. Thank you. My issue from the jump was the approach to it all, because, like, for me at least... Like I've, I've I've been straddling lines between you know content and, and intellectual property and kitchens for shit ever since I was in college, and so my understanding of it is is that we understand that when we go into something like what we do on a clock and what we do while we're being paid is is their shit, and especially the, the, the especially the part where it's like if you give that shit to them without that explicit agreement. Like, here's the thing, man. They don't need an army of lawyers to kill you in court on that. They just need one who's going to take five minutes and your ass will be out the door. And so, like, but if you'd said, hey, listen, man, I'm, I'm going to give you these photos. Um, you can put them up for now. But, like, when I go, this shit's got to be gone. Either they agree to it or they don't. Yeah. The other problem with it is, man, is once this shit's on Facebook, Facebook owns them and do whatever the fuck they yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. Technically, you're, yeah, and you're absolutely right on that. And man. that's what happened. I mean, that's what happened. Facebook took it upon themselves to create an advertisement. Fucking Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> me, mean, meanwhile, no matter what I do, Facebook will not let me advertise because of the term because of the term anarchy. I cannot. I Everything that I've done, all 1,400 readers that I have on culinary anarchies, all grassroots, I cannot advertise shit shit Why? on face because of the term anarchy every oh, yeah. fucking thing anything instagram links like, it to my website terrorist. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly i have been back and forth for two and a half years trying to grow the website and it's been nothing but that's why you see i hashtag it, it, everything on the when fucking you, when line you, yeah when you see the term anarchy you're like this is propaganda for show <laughs> well anyway, i mean it's it's back of the house propaganda yeah no for real be dead honest man Part of it just like probably just hit a fucking switch in my brain. It's like, how you gonna run around crying anarchy and then get pissed when somebody acts like that? <laughs> you know what, man? I mean, that that's fair enough. I mean, the whole thing with the the culinary anarchy thing is because of the fact that I don't like pigeonholing myself. I don't like getting stuck doing classic French. I don't like getting stuck doing it. You know, I like when I the Be whole ha well the whole hashtag that I have on the website cook like you fuck. You know, I take some ingredients, I turn them, I stir, I bust out my knives and I just start working and half will the you, time will you repeat that hashtag again cook like you fuck oh that's amazing <laughs> yeah cook like and it's on t-shirts but I mean <laughs> but that's all there's only so much shit I can make in two minutes <laughs> whoa slow and low man whoa what the fuck just happened that's how he makes babies hold on, hold on hold on hold on take some pills for that I mean I will listen I will give you your props man on that thread you absolutely stuck up for yourself uh, and I, and even I mean, though I felt you were wrong like I mean you, but that I mean that's your opinion yeah exactly I, I didn't i didn't chime in at all no I was no, like, no. I'm, I'm fucking, that's sort of the, that's the shit you stay out i'm of back i'm back because i was like i don't want to get it but he stood up for himself he never you know really but and, he, and you're open-minded about it and that's the best yeah. part you know yeah yeah that, that's cool it's like you're not here just being like fuck you fuck you fuck you no i i you, you know i halfway thought you were gonna come in here and fucking flip out i was like I was if, he, if uh, he i was like if he finds out like he's like johnny was like does he know that you like know these people and stuff and i was like no i don't think he knows i mean <laughs> And also, like, Seattle's a city that or it's a small town that thinks it's a city, man. So I mean, yeah, everybody true. knows it's everybody true. knows everybody. And he just I, shit on shit on the city, don't you? Me? I love this fucking town. World you could imagine. I love this town with all my heart and soul. I've lived all over the country, and this is my 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 home. So <laughs> that's why I say never date in the industry because you're probably messing on somebody else's thing. Johnny, we Eskimos. You didn't lose your girlfriend. You just lost nah. your turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna bring us to the end of episode. Uh, 56. 56. You got any closing words you want to um, say before we get into our ingredient of the week? Thank you guys for, for being open-minded enough oh, to yeah. let me come on the show and at least try to uh, justify my position. I know that I learned a tremendous amount from all three of you guys. And again, you know, thanks. Check out the website, buy some t-shirts, books, yeah, all that sure. self-promoting bullshit. And... Yeah. Well, well, this is our first. Also, this is our first unknown guest. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's what I told I'm him. Honored. I told him. Yeah, I told him earlier. You know, most of the people we have on here, we in some type of capacity, we know them, whether we work for them or you know, we know them just being friendly or whatever. But I really liked, you know, how you stuck up for yourself and I. And once I came across that, it was like I said, I didn't know you lived in Seattle. Once I came across and was like, hold on, I know some of the parties involved in this. 
there, here's one side of the situation. Let me find out the other situation, and I'll let him come on and speak his mind. You know, it's very weird when people are behind a keyboard, you know, yeah. and, and they're talking shit, and they can say all they want. But when you meet them face-to-face, and they can, you know, stick to their guns and speak their mind and, and, and uh, you know, back their position, um, it's a whole different story. So I, I really appreciate it. And he was quick. You know, no, yeah, I, yeah, I, I talked to him on Saturday. <laughs> this is We're recording this on Monday. It's going to be released on Thursday. So he was, you know, right up in Adam, um, yeah, I hope we were, you know, uh, we educated some people about, you know, yeah, if you are, if you're working for a place and you got menu items and you have something you created, uh, whether it be uh, yeah, art in general, yeah, art. music, food, um, swag, whatever, man, <laughs> weed, you growing your own weed, man, copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and because of, of you guys' insights, I will be going, and I'm not going to take the article down, I will be omitting certain parts and changing things things around because again I'm not trying to put salt in wounds yeah. I've made my point and you know honestly I wish them the best they're still better than TGI fuckheads or any of this shame <laughs> bullshit out there so they have the second best scotch egg in the city hey Quinn's got the first well, they, they just need to get cooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to keep... You still want to do Ingredient of the Week? Fuck you. All right, keep wants to go Ingredient of the Week. We're going to run this bitch long. Johanny, what, what are you rolling with? Uh, so, the Ingredient of the Week this week, folks, is Sunchoke. Have we not done... Have we done I sunchoke? feel like we've done Sunchoke, but we can do it again because it's a dirty season right now. All right. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Yeah, it's just real quick. Uh, I'm going to do a Sunchoke Gratin. Or gratin, whatever you want to call it. Um, and all you're going to do is, um, what I like to do is get those mini cast iron pans, you know, if you have those, because those are awesome. They can do personal. But you can also do this in like a shallow pan. Uh, you're going to shave, uh, clean them first. Clean your sunchokes, because usually if you're getting fresh sunchokes, those things are dirty as fuck. Yep. Um, so you're going to clean those off real quick. You're going to shave them thin. You're going to soak them in water to get a little bit of that initial starch off. Um, then what you're going to do is you're going to create a little creamy mixture or maybe even a little Mornay sauce, as I like to do. A um, little heavy Me cream. So more <laughs> what I do is a little mixture, uh, two parts heavy cream, one part cream. Um, then I'll do add some thyme, some garlic, bay leaves, uh, a little sachet of, uh, you know, coriander and uh, black peppercorns and maybe some chili just to make it a little spicy. Um, and then what you're going to do is you're going to steep that for a little bit. And at the end, you're going to add cheese, whatever cheese you want to. I usually use grana. Um, and you're just going to melt that in real quick. Uh, then you're going to lay your um, sunchokes down and um, you're going to go a couple layers and pour some cream, a little bit of cheese on top. You're going to go another couple layers, pour some cream, more cheese on top. And you're going to keep on doing that until you fill your pan. Uh, then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to cover it, put it in the oven at about 350, 375 and let that cook until your um, gratin is tender through so you're going to put a cake tester or something through it or a knife or something you're going to want to go all the way down come all the way back up and have nothing on the knife or the cake tester and that's what's going to tell you it's done um, after that you're going to take the cover off and you're going to bake it a little bit more with some extra cheese on top just to give it that little browning on top you know what i'm saying uh top that with fresh scallions chives something green and sexy you know um and yeah serve it up Word to Big Bird. Uh, I'm going to be doing a beer-battered uh, fried sunchoke. Ooh. Uh, so you want to do the same thing with Johnny. You want to clean them. Um, I'm going to take you want to take them. I'd take them to a grater, a okay. box grater. I'll make a little, like, lackeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you want to do that. And then you want to take, um, you want to make a basic beer batter. Any kind of beer batter will work. Um, I'd say, what, two cups of uh, beer to, what, a half a cup Um yeah. Flour. Yeah. Uh, tablespoon of... Um, that powder. Yep. Baking powder. Uh, toss in there. Salt and pepper. I don't know. You can add some spice in there. Add whatever the fuck you want in there. I really don't care. Uh, but you want to th- toss your uh, sunchokes in there. Make sure they're completely dry. So you want to soak them like Johnny said. But press, press on them. Get all that water out of there. Um, pull them out. Let them dry. And then you want to put a colander, I guess. And uh, you know, throw your beer batter over top of it. Make sure you get all the drippings out. Drop it into a fry. Fryer at what 350 degrees? Yeah, so it's like uh, yeah, until it's like uh, crispy golden brown. Pull that out and toss that over all sorts of shit. Yeah, super easy and it's fucking delicious. I'd snack on that shit all day. Dip that in some aioli. Oh my god, all day. (laughs) Yeah, Seth. 
I have no idea what the hell we're doing, so I'm assuming I'm supposed to do a recipe on sunchokes. That's uh, right. Anything you want, my man. Yeah, first thing that comes to mind, honestly, is doing a sunshake bruschetta. So, just like you guys stated, those are, are definitely an ingredient you got to clean first and get that nasty bit off at first. But then, you know, toss them in a little bit of olive oil, flip them... Uh, saute them, a little bit of tomato, a little bit of garlic, keep it simple. I mean, that's the whole thing is, you know, something like uh, Sunshake has a real subtle flavor. You mm-hmm. don't want to overpower it. And then, you know, right. like, I, like I said, you know, just that on some nice little taste points, a little bit of tomato, light Parmesan cheese, fresh salt, fresh pepper, throw them up in a salamander until you get that nice golden brown. And like I said, man, just, you know, keep it simple and keep the flavors focused on the freshness of the sunshine. Yeah. Don't try to overpower it or mask it with some other flavor. Yeah. It's delicious. So Gabriel was like, what is this? Keith. Uh, sunshine and sausage risotto. Oh, I could dig that. I've had, I've had sunshine and risotto. So fucking crack. Just, you know, make your risotto, uh, shallots, garlic, olive oil, get your, get your risotto nice and there. Dump in your white wine, deglaze, go with stock. Uh, after that, once you get to the point where the shit's just about al dente, um, take some sunchokes that you've already cleaned. They're going to be in about a half inch dice. You're going to saute those up beforehand. Um, get a nice little, nice little uh, uh, saute on them so they're nice and little brown, a little crispy. Dump in there with some mild Italian sausage, like he said, you don't want to fuck up the flavor nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've developed a taste for uh, pantaleon cheese lately. <laughs> so do some pantaleon because it's mild, but it's still tasty. Um, and that with some mild Italian sausage, dump all that shit in there. Uh, cream cheese. No sunshine puree. Nah. Double enhanced. Nah, he's, he's, nah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> like, I, I, quartered. Yeah, dice, like, dice sunshine. Because I, like, I, I like that the, the texture of them. I like the fact that they taste like artichokes. So you can, you know, I want to get that little bite. I want to get that little crunch from the from the texture in there. For sure. I think I like all these recipes, man. That's a pretty cohesive, you know. That's you first put time mine I on a salad, you know. You can put, put them all together, really. Put them all together. <laughs> yeah. Sunchoke uh, tasting menu. That sounds pretty good. No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Too much sunshine. That sounds like shit. All right. Uh, Yeah, so that is uh, episode 56 of Grill How Long Steak. Mister, we did not do a a mid-roll. No, we didn't, but the steak is burnt burnt as shit. shit. (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah, I am your host, Bobby Stills. Uh, Johnny Johnny Toonami. I'd like to thank Seth. Once again, you can catch him at culinaryanarchy.com. Keith, thanks for being in studio. I want to thank Studio 212. I don't think I did open that up, the show up with that. No. Studio 212, South Lake Union, Seattle, Washington. This is a production of the Soundcasting Network. You want to get at us, social media, it's going to be Grow How Long Steak Mister on Instagram and Facebook. Our Twitter is going to be at How Long Steak Mister. I'm Bobby Stills on Instagram. He's Johnny, Johnny Tunami. Uh, email us, uh, Grow How Long Steak Mister. That's Mr. MR at gmail.com. And uh, till next time, motherfuckers. See ya. Bitch. Grill, How Long Steak Mister. Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.